Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Oki Podcast. On today's episode, I have such an amazing guest. He is Dallas Kolakowski, otherwise known as Coco. He is the new and the very first nightlife champion of American Wrestling Revolution. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Man, that was great to hear. That's one of the first times it's actually been announced like that. So, yeah, that's great. <laughs> very professional. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. So thank you for coming on, man. Thank you for thank you for coming on and uh, bringing your belt. So sorry I don't have video yet, working on it, but this man brought his nightlife championship belt. It is a beautiful belt with uh, alligator skin. It's alligator, yeah. Alligator yeah. skin, yeah. I love the colors on it. It's perfect for, for nightlife, what they want to do. So yeah, yeah. Man. It looks really, uh, looks really dope. And it's brand new. Yeah, brand, brand new. new. Fresh to hold it, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, I love it. It's perfect for me. Be my first one. Yeah. It's everything I've wanted. Hell yeah. Um, well, yeah, before, man, thanks for being, you know, thanks for inviting me out. I've been excited about this. So. Oh, I know. Like, I've been excited, too. Like, um, honestly, don't even, I think it was Riker that, uh, I think he shared one of your pictures or something. Uh-huh. And then I was like, all right, I got to get in contact with this guy. <laughs> so I think that's like, I think I added you and that's when we kind of started talking, but then maybe that was a few months ago. So we've been like super busy though. Yeah. Finally, yeah. finally, finally made it happen. Finally. The Coco has, has <laughs> arrived. <laughs> so yeah, Riker has been a big supporter, you know, ever, uh, ever since I really got my start with it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hell of a guy. Yeah. I loved his. Uh, I loved him being your first guest on your first podcast. <laughs> oh man, that was hilarious. <laughs> man, Riker's so dope, man. Like he's I can't got wait. So for many him. funny stories. Yeah, like he's he's got like hilarious stories. I loved his uh, uh, Marine stories. When uh, what was it? Uh, oh shit! Somebody broke something, and he was like, "My goddamn Bob the Builder." <laughs> I was cracking the fuck oh up. Oh my god, he's then, he's such a character. He can then, make just anybody laugh out of whatever situation that transpires. Uh, bro, I was so nervous. Like when he got on, when he came over and got on, like I was like, God, I don't want to like waste this guy's time. But he like made me feel at ease. Though. Like he's like so like I don't know, just welcoming. Yeah, he, like it, like he kept it going and everything. And I was like, this is cool. Like this is easy. Like. So I met I first met him at the gym. Like I was still a I was still a trainer back then and he would just come in and work out and he's just, you know, jacked. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> just, you know, he's an actor, so he's gotta gotta really stay, you know, stay fit, stay uh stay lean. That dude's strong though. Yeah. But he's man, he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. He's he's jacked, man. He's pretty he's pretty built. I wanted to tell him like, cause he does stunts and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to say, like, you should try pro wrestling, you know, like. I've tried to bring him in. Oh, did you? Yeah, have you? I have tried, yeah. Um, him and him and our other buddy, Trey Bronson, mm-hmm. uh, man, we would run the best stable ever. If I could pick anybody, those are the guys that I want. Damn. Like, just right by my side. Evolution. It's, oh, man, Native <laughs> native Revolution. <laughs> that's it. That's Man, that's it. That'd be fucking dope. <laughs> so I wanted to. Me and Trey used to work out a lot together, and we'd talk about it. We'd run ideas past each other, mm-hmm. and man, 
I still I still try to get him because I think you know with his uh his dad's uh, martial arts you know academy mm-hmm. like he's he's already got a good base under him he's just gotta you know I would just show him what he needs to be shown yeah so, yeah and Riker could definitely do it that dude's so athletic and already does you know his fight scene just got punched in the face oh, yeah. on reservation <laughs> <Yeah>. dogs <laughs> oh my god I'm loving that shit. <laughs> Fuck that show is so good. Like it's, it's just so it's smooth. I yeah. mean, hits home. Hits yeah, right at home. Yeah. I mean, it's and fuck anybody who's hating on it. I don't know why people are hating on I've it. I've heard no negative. I've seen some. Really? I've seen some stupid shit. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Just somebody just said Reservation Dogs sucks now, but there was like no explanation to why. And then in the comments, people, people are like, always hating. On yeah, I was like, like yeah. well. Show them your shit. Like, what can you do? Like, <laughs> like, make your own like TV show or something. Were like, they native? Like, yeah, I mean, huh? Were they native? Yeah. This is, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, had I to, don't know, man. Had like, to hit that unfriend button. <laughs> <laughs> don't need that negative <laughs> for real. Like, I don't know. It's like, why not? You know, be supportive of. I mean, this is big, dude. Like, yeah. It's a, it's a big thing. I've been thing. looking forward to this. Like, me and Trey Riker, like, they've been telling me about this stuff, you know, for, I want to say, like, years. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know how long, like, Sterling's been planning this but, mm-hmm. or, like, writing this out. But, dude, I love it. I've been looking forward to this for forever. Like, yeah. When it finally drops, I've watched that first episode so many times. I watched it on repeat just damn over dude. and over. It was dope, man. Did you go to that premiere? I didn't, no. Um, I wanted to. Um, that was actually when I was doing my uh, my noise interview. Oh, okay. The group that I donate my uh, mm. money to for my shirts. I mm. donate $5 every shirt that I sell. Okay. So, and that goes to Noise, which is the uh, Northeast Oklahoma Indigenous Safety and Education Group. Mm. So, um, they do phenomenal work for uh the victims of missing and murdered indigenous women you know people relatives so um they're always doing good stuff for them and their families and helping their out helping them out you know sharing things on facebook i mean it's simple like simple things even just like sharing you know sharing a post of this you know missing person you know so they do they do a lot of good work a lot of great work yeah, and that's noise. It's easy, like yeah, it's easy to just like do something simple like that and just share this post real quick or like. But they do so much more than that. They're mm-hmm. going to you know, active like you know, activist you know uh, events. Like they're very big. Uh, like when uh, Ida's law got passed, they went down to Oklahoma City, I think, and a couple of them were trying to get me to go out there, but I just I had to work. So mm-hmm. it was, but yeah, they do great things. Yeah. Stupid work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why we got held up for a couple hours today. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. whatever. We got it figured out. We got to figure out the best I could, in, I guess. So. <laughs> Stupid door. <I'm> just <laughs> like I said, we never close. So I was just like, uh, yeah, man, it'll like it'll close. Like, no. Didn't work. Couldn't it's get it good. locked up. And then like whenever I did finally get it locked up, then I couldn't get it open. And I was like. It's not good. <laughs> I called my boss and he was on some call or something. He was just like, I was like, do I call the door people or do I call locksmith? He was like, no, I just call locksmith. 
All right, cool, cool. And I don't know what my problem is with locked door, like with these doors that are won't lock. But this happened last year, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was whenever we first went back twenty four seven, and it was like the very last day we were closing. And my assistant manager at the time, she pulled. It was like her first day getting promoted. Mm-hmm. Like she had, she was brand new. This was like her first shift as as assistant manager, and. She texted me and she was like, I think I broke the door. And I was like, what do you mean you broke the door? And she was like, I can't get it to shut. Like the bar at the top is stuck. It's outside the door and I can't use the key to get it open. And I was like, oh my God, I went up there and I was up there for like four hours. I was up there until like one o'clock just (laughs) hanging out. And this is like, like I said, we don't close a lot. So During COVID, like during COVID, during the shutdown, mm-hmm. I picked up the hobby of skateboarding, mm-hmm. and I didn't get very far in it. But I started skateboarding because I've always wanted to skateboard, but I just never, I never had like a skateboard growing up or anything. So yeah, I had one, and like I think I fell off at one time when I was young, and I was just like, oh, screw this, <laughs> yeah. not doing that no more. <laughs> so but that's always one of the coolest things like growing up i was like skateboarding so cool i used to play tony hawk all the time Ooh. and so during covid and during the lockdown when i wasn't working or whatever i would just go to my gym and then i'd work out and then i'd skate the parking lot and just try to pick up on it. i got I, I got okay where i could like kind of go around but i remember that <laughs> night specifically i was like going and uh we have great cameras in our parking lots uh-huh. and so um, he was fixing the door and I was just cruising along and the board slipped it right out in front of me and I landed on my ass and I was like, I checked the time instantly and I was like, all right, I got to go back and look at that camera. And I have that saved on my phone somewhere. And it was just me. That board just went right out from oh, under me. No. It was hilarious though. Yeah, my buddy was trying to teach me how to do a, I think it was an Ollie. That's like the real simple oh, one, right? Where yeah. you just kind of yeah, you lift go, up. Yeah, just go up. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to teach me how to do that at uh, IA. And so like, all you do is do this and you come up and you just, just land on it. it yeah, yeah, kick it and land uh-huh. on it. And I was like, okay. So I kept trying it and I wasn't really getting off the ground. I was real scared. And finally, man, I got off the ground and I I could have landed it, but my, my right foot slipped underneath uh-huh. me. Fucking that board went flying out under me and i fell right on my ass and it fucking hurt and then like it wasn't a there's an activity going on that night so everybody seen me fall <laughs> and that board just shot out to whoever's playing basketball across the uh basketball court and man i got up like i hopped up like nothing was wrong or anything it's like yeah. oh. i was like oh shit it just hurt yeah and then fuck man my ass hurt for like a week like i fell right here man i'm i'm pretty big like yeah. i fucking uh-huh. all my weight just fell right on this fucking on my butt but like right here on my hip or whatever See, that's get my hurt. problem too like i carry like a lot of weight like I'm, <laughs> like people are always surprised at how much i weigh but i weigh like 275 mm-hmm. so like i'm pretty i'm pretty solid like my chest or whatever so i'm like it's i don't know it's hard it's harder for bigger guys yeah than, like yeah so my one buddy, uh, my best friend Jordan, he uh, he's really good. He's about my size too, but he he grew up doing that, so he's just a natural. Just he's got every like he he ollies no problem. I've recorded him many times, just ollieing and kick yeah. flipping and everything. Yeah, you just have to stick to it, I guess. I'm too scared. Like, 
Yeah, I don't want yeah, to fall and snap my arm or some shit. My dumb ass will try to catch myself. Yeah. Ah. That was one of the big, like, that was some of the best advice I got. They were like, okay, you're, you're a pretty like, bigger guy. So like, if you fall, just roll, just roll whatever way you can. And I'm like, well, what if I'm flying back? They're like, just roll back. And I'm like, oh God. All right, I'll try, but whatever. <laughs> oh shit. So it was so funny because like, like I said, this was like my little project I was trying to learn mm-hmm. during the lockdown. So like, I would just go up to my gym, you know, check things out. That's what I was supposed to be doing, checking things out, you know. <laughs> I'd get, you know, get my workout or whatever, and then afterwards just do my do my cardio, is, you know, just trying to, you know, learn to skate. And it's funny because, like I said, this is in Claremore at the time. And so Claremore's relatively, like, it's a close-knit community. Mm-hmm. And so, like, people driving down Lynn Riggs Boulevard all the time, like it's the same people. Like they they know you, and like that's one of the only gyms in in Claremore. Mm-hmm. So you know a lot of people go there. So I'd be going around like skating the parking lot or something, and then I hear like yo, hey. <laughs> people honking or whatever, and I'm like, what's up? Oh shit! <laughs> that's when I fall. Like, <laughs> like uh, I know some people were doing it on purpose, but yeah, I'd have people pull up. They'd be like, hey man, when are you gonna open back up? I'm like. I don't know, man. Like, we'll we'll get there eventually. So, granted, we were only closed down for like two months. So, mm-hmm. you know, it felt like a long time. But at that moment, like, we didn't yeah. know. So, I was just like, man, I don't know when we're gonna open back up. So weird. So weird how everything just fucking shut down. Yeah, it's so fucking yeah. weird. And then everything transpired. Like we were talking about Zoom earlier. Like yeah. how Zoom just like blew up after COVID. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, I mean. Shout out Zoom. Shout out Zoom. Once like, again, yes, yeah. I shouted you out like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. We're, we're trying. Get over <laughs> Oh, fuck. Damn, bro. So, for the listeners, um, tell could you tell, you know, where you grew up and then what was growing up like? Uh, did you move around a lot? or And what kind of just led into... I guess wanting to become a wrestler. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I probably know the answer. Yeah. But to, for them. Oh, yeah. For yeah, them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. You know, for the people. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so, I grew up, you know, I'm from Tulsa, like born and raised. Mm-hmm. So, um, went to Sperry in kindergarten and then went through TPS all the way to like eighth grade. Eighth grade, yeah. Eighth grade, I transferred over to Union, so I went to, I don't know if you know where Cooper is, Cooper Elementary, and then Foster, and then in eighth grade, I went to Union, and that school is just too damn big. Like, you gotta be, like, a lifer to really enjoy going to Union, I feel like, Mm. and me going there in eighth grade, not knowing anybody, like, um, I was gonna, like, I was gonna go to East Central, and that's where I eventually ended up graduating from, so... Um, which is cool because that's where my mom, my aunt went to. East Central? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, went to Union for like three years and, you know, made friends, but it just wasn't, it wasn't home. It wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in Tulsa Public Schools. Mm-hmm. And so my junior year ended up moving back and it was cool because then I got to graduate with like all the people that I went to elementary school with, all the people that I went to middle school with and just people that I actually grew up with instead of you know, meeting these, you know, kids from Union or whatever, which cool kids, mm-hmm. like whatever. But it was just, I didn't really feel like I fit in the best. So, 
Um, and then, yeah, graduated from East Central. Um, it was really small growing up. I was, like, the smallest uh, on my team. Uh, like, no matter what, I played baseball. Um, I tried football, but I was I was just too small. Mm-hmm. Like, I graduated, and I was, like, 155 pounds. For real? Yeah. Damn. Oh, yeah, you see, yeah. What the it's, fuck? People think I was, like, this way all the time, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, no. <laughs> I grew up, and I was a twig. I was so small. Wow. Um, I don't know if you saw that one poster or whatever of uh, my mom when I won I won the belt. I was comparing. That was me wrestling when I was, like, seven years old, and then me, you know, this past Saturday when I won the belt. Uh-huh. And... Dude, I'm like a little skinny twig. Like, I look like one of these little microphone stands right here. <laughs> like, I was so small. Damn. And, uh, yeah, I graduated like 155. I played baseball growing up. Mm-hmm. I wrestled all the way up until, uh, I want to say 10th, no, 5th grade. Yeah, I wrestled all the way up to 5th grade, so all through elementary. Um, I loved it, and then I ended up breaking my hand right before regionals, mm-hmm. and that just kind of took all the steam out of me. And I didn't make state. That was the first year that I didn't make state in all the years that I wrestled. And so I was like, all right, you know what? I decided I was going to take a year off and then, you know, go back to it. But then I got fat. So I went through my chubby stage. And I was like, screw this. I'm not going back to wrestling because losing all this weight now, it's going to be 10 times harder. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, I should have just done that because it would have just came off like, like nothing probably. <laughs> but yeah, I went through a little bit. Like, I went through my chubby phase. And then by my senior year, got started working out. My first uh, real experience of working out was P90X. My mom got P90X, uh, ordered it online, and uh, I'd watch my little brother in the summers. Mm-hmm. And we'd just be home or whatever, you know, messing around all day, you know. Uh, started doing P90X, and that was some of the first exercises that I still use today. Mm-hmm. that you know i really started like that's where i like kind of learned from and i would do everything except the yoga i was like i'm not doing that yoga like that's no that's that's for chicks like no i'm not doing that and then <laughs> i did that yoga one day and i was like this will be easy like i'll i'll get through this like nothing oh my god that was the hardest <laughs> video in that whole workout collection like yoga is so hard but it's so good for you too yeah like after that like i became such a you know i I praise yoga now Mm -hmm. like there's so much you know so much you can do it's so helpful i wish i really miss stretching out like like that consistently like whenever i was a trainer Mm -hmm. like i train people like some people like five times a week and then uh i'll kind of i'll kind of save that for like i'll get to that training um but yeah so after high school, I didn't really know what uh, what I wanted to do. I wasn't big. Like, I wanted to play baseball in college, but I just wasn't big enough. Like, I wasn't getting looked at anywhere. Like, wasn't the best. Like, I was I was okay. Like, I was a good fielder. Like, I was a, I could play anywhere. Like, I was always a utility player growing up. Some, you know, growing up, I could play anywhere. I caught a lot in, in elementary and then played about everywhere except shortstop, um, you know, second base third base outfield didn't really like outfield that was a lot of running not a fan of running yeah um i remember my senior year though i played first base and i'd never played first base in my life and the coach just need he was like dude we don't have anybody can stop the ball like i need you at first base i was like coach i've never played first base in my life but i'll do it for you 
I'll do it, man. Like, I don't know how good I'll be, but whatever. I'll try it. So, and, uh, yeah, I didn't do too bad. Ended up breaking my finger on senior night mm. and, um, didn't get to do playoffs or whatever, but the team, my team wasn't very good in my senior year. So it was like, I was one of two seniors. So like God, the rest of it was just like freshmen and sophomores. And we just, we, we weren't, you know, we weren't the best. So <laughs> whatever. Um, so didn't really have a plan after high school. Wanted to go to college if I could play a sport. Almost went to high school. Really thought about going to high school. That's where my mom and my aunt went. My dad even went there for a little bit. And uh, just, I don't know, college just wasn't in my plan. Like I just I just didn't feel the, the need to go, the urge to go. Mm-hmm. I felt like 12 years of school was like good for me. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm good on that. So. Um, started working at this, I was working at this car wash as soon as I, as soon as I can drive. So I was working there for a little bit after, after I graduated. And then eventually I started working at this one manufacturing plant and it was, it was cool money, but that's about it. Like I stayed there a lot longer, probably because of the people. Um, I learned a lot of, a lot of good leadership. I had a lot of good leadership role models in that company. Um, they, I don't know. They were really understanding and like really let me kind of go through my dumb 18, 19, 20 year old um, mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they were really patient with me. And so um, I learned a lot, had a lot of good leadership uh, that I learned from. So um, while I was doing that, uh, eventually I was working out at Planet Fitness. And so I was just going in there as a member. I was going in there like twice a day. Um, I got into working out when I was like 19, like kind of serious. Like I just didn't, I didn't really know what, to, what else to do in my, like, my spare time. I'd get off work and then I was, I was living with my dad at the time and he always like put it in my head to make sure that I was taking care of myself cause he had a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away when I was 20. Um, he bought a heart, heart disease for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, triple bypass surgery, like open heart surgery. Um, eventually like his, uh, arteries and like ventricles just like kind of closed off one by one. He had a lot of blockage and there's nothing we could do. Uh, so he didn't let it hinder him though. He's, he was like always the life of the party. And that's what a lot of people say. Like I'm the reflection of him and just like him and I sleep the same. And you know, if I'm, if I'm drinking and, uh, you know, I'm having a good time, I'm usually end up in the same sleeping positions or same looks or, you know, something. So, um, you know, my dad was the life of the party, big inspiration to me. Um, so after, after he passed away, the gym was just where I wanted to be. Like he really drilled that into my head to take care of myself. And so, um, I do 5am workouts cause I had to be at work at six at the manufacturing plants, McElroy manufacturing. Um, like I said, great company, but just wasn't what I wanted to do all my life. You know, I always had aspirations of professional wrestling, you know, but I just didn't have a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, like I said, started doing training or I started working there just part time. So I was working like seven days a week between McElroy and Planet Fitness. And I would do the weekend morning position at Planet Fitness and just kind of learn front desk. So I was just part time. Eventually, the trainer spot opened up. In the summer before that opened up, we actually got an opportunity from Tulsa Tech 
to do a trainer course through uh, the American Council of Exercise. Mm -hmm. And so I did that course and the trainer spot came open and I was like, yeah, I feel like this is like, I'd be good at it. Like people are already like coming to me all the time. Just like asking me what my workout routine is. Like, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Oh, what's that working out? Like, and I'd just be like, man, I think I could like be successful at this. So I started training and, uh, one of the best, probably my favorite position, definitely my favorite position that I ever worked for Planet Fitness. Um, it's just, I got to help people and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. Like people losing weight, but really what I like to do is help people improve on their health issues. Like people losing 10, 20 pounds. That's great. But people who cut their insulin medicine, like not taking their insulin medicine anymore, yeah. um, <clears throat> cut their blood pressure medicine in half, um, go to the doctor comes back to me, man, my doctor loves what we're doing. Like, they're so happy with my progress. Like, I just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was really what kept me motivated. And that was the stories that I like to, you know, I'd like to hear. Um, but, yeah, just I would eventually got so busy as a trainer that all my classes are booked. Planet Fitness is just really cool with the way they do their training because they offer free fitness training. And no one else does that. You might get like a free session somewhere, mm-hmm. but you can literally go to Planet Fitness and get a free trainer. And that was really something that I wanted to do for like just you know the you know native people. Mm-hmm. You know, really help them with their goals. We actually have plans to build a club in Glenpool, and so I really want to open that club and just really like be able to reach out to Glenpool, Sepulpa, Omolgi. You know, that's yeah. where my dad's from. So, mm. okay. you know, Creek Nation out there. So, yeah, that's what I am. I'm Creek. Creek. So. Um, but yeah, after, uh, after training, um, I saw a lot of my friends go up into management and just kind of get just tossed around in it and just like kind of in over their head, like, Really looking back now, some of them just weren't doing their doing their jobs. I guess my my best friend Jordan, um, he was my manager at the time, but <laughs> he gives me a lot of credit. He's like, "Dude, you're such a better manager than me <laughs> than I was." And I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm just I'm good with people. I don't know." Mm-hmm. Um, there was one manager that really took an interest in me. Um, Will Mensing was his name. Great dude, has a lot of cool stories. Um, he's from Minnesota, and he actually played a football against Adam Thielen. Oh, for real? And so that's always like a little fun fact that he he liked to talk about. But this dude was cool. He lived in Colorado, um, Hawaii. He just traveled a lot, lived in some cool places. Mm-hmm. Eventually ended up living in Oklahoma and then uh, started managing different clubs around the region and then took over the club that I was at, which is Admiral, which is the club that I'm at now, which is a cool story. We'll get to that. Um, but Will came over to Admiral and that club is, uh, eventful to say, um, tons of different things that we have to deal with from time to time. Just a lot of homeless around there. Mm -hmm. So we get some interesting characters that try to come in there from time to time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's like the project club a little bit where like, if you don't have a plan going in, it can kind of like eat you alive. And, but he was, he's so good with people. Um, Will really like took an interest in me. Like me and him got to know each other and really just like sports and football and just all this other stuff. And I talked to him a little bit about wrestling and 
um, he just really started taking an interest in me and really gave me the confidence to believe in myself to be like take that next step into management mm-hmm. and because he was wonder he was curious why I hadn't stepped in that role before and I kind of told him like well I saw this person kind of go in and go up before they were ready and then some of my friends would go up one by one and then eventually just quit or get fired or whatever and he was like well I see that people like to listen to you they will you know, you're very, you're very good at like helping people like learn things. Mm -hmm. Um, you're really good with people and I think you'd be good at management. And, uh, lo and behold at the uh, beginning of 2019, uh, they came up with this new position called shift lead and he didn't have much information about it, but he was like, I really think you should take this shift lead spot. Like, I think you should interview for it. And then, you know, kind of, you know, we'll start kind of showing you some different things in management, I think. Like, it's going to be third in charge, basically. Mm-hmm. So you got, like, your GM, your AM, and then your shift lead. Damn. And so I was Admiral's first shift lead. Um, I, it was kind of hard to step away from training, but that was the best possible time for me to step away from training because as a trainer, one of my other favorite things was not only teaching people how to work out, but really giving them that confidence and really helping them like find a love for it like whenever I saw people like really get excited for the gym like oh I'm so glad to be here after my day at work Mm -hmm. like that's really like whenever because I love working out like I work out six or seven times a week Mm -hmm. like it's hard for me to take a day off sometimes um but like seeing people like be that consistent as well it was, it was awesome to see, like, they, like, really just, like, they started, may have started, like, well, my doctor wanted me to do this, well, I just needed to be healthier, but then whenever they actually see those results, and then have a love for it, and, like, really get to that point where they don't really like missing a day, too, like, mm-hmm. that was, that was cool to see, um, so I had, sometimes it was, people were more dependent on me, and I tried to break them of that, that feeling, because I'd have to be like, hey, no, like, you're going to go do this today. I have to work with this person because they're brand new. They don't know what to do, okay? But you can do this. Like, do this exercise, do this exercise, like, you know, these. And, you know, I might have to show them, like, a thing or two. But, like, they'd go do it, come back to me, and then be like, yeah, like, that was that was great. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You can do this. You just have to believe that you can. Mm-hmm. So, like, just think about how, like, all those days that we were working out. And then I would tell you. No, tuck, you know, keep your elbows tight. You know, yeah. Breathe. Like, think about all these things. Like, when you're doing your exercise, if it's not feeling like how it was with me, you might need to tweak something. Like, use the mirrors, look at your form, focus on your form. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, if you're doing something right, you're going to get the benefit out of it. So, you know, just helping people build that confidence and, you know, really, uh, really find that love for it. That's something that I really loved. So gave me great joy. Yeah. Um, so eventually did that shift lead position. And like I said, it was just kind of like learning the ins and outs of management, kind of preparing you. Mm-hmm. And so eventually we ended up having some fallout with management because my plan, I'd been at the Admiral Club ever since I started there. And at this point I was probably in uh, probably about four years already. And so... Uh, went to, I planned to go in and do the shift lead position for about like four or five months and then probably try to see what 
assistant manager roles came open. And then I would be like, all right, well, maybe I'll go to Broken Arrow. Maybe I'll go to 91st Memorial, 51st Memorial, you know, whatever club. Um, so eventually we had some fallout with management and the regional direct or the regional manager, um, at the time, uh, came to me and he was like, well, he's still, he's actually still with us, but, uh, he's my boss now. And, uh, he came to me at the time and was like, Hey, um, I want you to do this BER with me, which is like our inspection. Like we get inspected every month, Mm -hmm. like cleanliness, like atmosphere, um, just how well we're doing and how well the club's performing, mm-hmm. uh, mainly cleanliness for the BER. But um, he was like, you're going to do this BER with me. And then uh, after that, uh, we finished up and he kind of showed me some of the things that he saw through his eyes. And so after he was done, he was like, hey, I want to bring you over for some special operations training at 91st, which is like our corporate club of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, went over there that day. Found out there was some trouble at that club and ended up letting go that manager at the time. And uh, another one quit right around the same time in another club. So they were kind of seeing like who's ready to step up that might not necessarily be an assistant manager, but who's just ready to like step up. Because I was like, oh, I'm a shift lead. I'm not going to get this general manager spot. So then that following week, he came to me and he was like, hey, um, what clubs would you be interested in running? Uh, I was like, what do you mean? He was like, like managing, like, I was like, like assistant manager. He was like general manager. I was like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I hadn't thought about that too much, but, uh, yeah, man, I guess, uh, wherever you need me, I said certain clubs I didn't want to go to cause I didn't like their culture at the time. And I was like, I, I might not go here. Um, we have one in Bartlesville too. And I was like, that Bartlesville Drive probably is too far for me. Yeah. And I said the same thing about Claremore at first, but by the end of our talk, I was like, you know, if you need me to go out to Claremore, i go out to Claremore. And I'd had a conversation with Will, actually, before this, because he called me and he was like, hey, I think they want to uh, I think they want to give you that Claremore club. Like, if, uh, if they offer it to you, I think you really need to take it. And I was like, why would they do that? I'm just a shift lead. Like, I've been doing this for, like, three months at the time. Mm-hmm. So not even, like, I didn't think I was ready at all. But sure enough, they uh, came to me that next week, gave me an offer to uh, go out to Claremore and run that Planet Fitness. And they were like, we're going to put you on this training program where different managers are going to rotate in with you. Like, you'll finish out this week with my manager at the time, Bailey. Um, She's very organized, very, you know, uh, very smart and uh, good good person to learn from. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I'd go out to... uh, that Claremore club and train with that manager for a week. It's funny. Cause they were actually, they're actually married. It's Derek. And so it was cool because sometimes like Bailey has too much. Uh, she, it's hard to learn from her. Sometimes she goes really fast with certain things. Mm, yeah. And so like, then whenever I got with, got with him the next week, I was like, Hey, uh, Bailey showed me this and, uh, could you show it to me and how you did it? And like, he, he was, I was like, Oh, okay. That's how you do that. And he was like, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> and so, um, you know, eventually like another manager came out and another, um, I had a week with like Riley, who's the RM, he's the regional manager. So he's like over all the locations, um, and, uh, yeah, eventually they were like, you know, if everything goes well, 
you're going to be just instantly promoted from assistant manager to general manager and this will be your club. And so, yeah, it was cool because that week I got promoted. Mm -hmm. It was like the second, like it was like the second week of March. I remember because it was like right after my mom, and my aunt's birthday. Um, they were born on St. Patrick's Day, so it's really easy to remember. Mm. So it's always a, always a fun time, always a party. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I go out to Claremore, and you know, I, you know, kind of find my own management style, learn how to like run a team. And so the anniversary of uh, my like one year of being a manager out there, COVID hits, <laughs> and so. COVID's getting like really bad, like right around that same time. And so the a day to the year that I got promoted to GM, mm -hmm. we shut down. And so I was just like, wow, what an anniversary. <laughs> so Damn, um, eventually shit. like eventually shut down. And then like I said, we were only we were only closed down for like two months. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, recovered and people like really took an interest in planet fitness just because we keep it so clean. Yeah. Like that's really what helps like, like makes us different from like other, like from gyms really. Um, our level of cleanliness, like we clean all the time and well, my, like I'd, I'd clean a little bit. I, I hate cleaning. So <laughs> luckily I have a strong team under me and they, they carry a lot of that cleaning load for me. So mm. I'm good with people. So I'll deal with like the angry, the angry members and, <laughs> I'll let them yell at me or whatever, and you know they handle the, you know a lot of them handle the cleaning. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't worry, I got this. Like, I got this guy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I was really thankful for that journey because that journey to Claremore is really what landed me my opportunity to get involved in wrestling. And so, uh, met a guy out there. Uh, his name's Josh. Uh, just a just guy that was coming in, you know, all the time, and uh, eventually he wore a wrestling shirt, and I was just like, oh man, I love those dudes, and like, he was like, oh well, I'm actually a professional wrestler, and I was like, oh for real, and he's like, yeah, I wrestle for this uh, local local promotion. It's a charity organization. It's called a WFC Wrestling for a Cause, and so uh, kind of like brought me in. Um, but before I get to that. I guess I'll kind of start with, like, my love for wrestling. So, I started watching wrestling when I was about four or five years old. I was really young. So, um, I remember I started watching wrestling, and I was a WCW kid. I loved Monday Night Nitro and Thunder, and I loved Goldberg. Goldberg was my guy. That was your guy? Yeah. That was my guy. Um, but real quick, how old are you? 28. You're 28? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Goldberg was my guy, and it was cool because, you know, he's, lo and behold, he's from, he's from Tulsa. He went yeah. to Edison. So, um, you know, I don't know if that was really the reason why I latched on him, but he was just like, it was right whenever he was in like the middle of a streak, and he was just mowing down everybody, won the heavyweight title, and everyone was just like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I'm like, man, that's that's my hero. That's my childhood hero. Mm -hmm. And so um, eventually just never really stepped away from watching wrestling 
always just grew up, always just loved ordering the pay-per-views. My dad would watch them with me, my mom. And eventually my little brother came along uh, when I was nine years old. And that's really the thing that's kept us so close and bonded was professional wrestling. Because even whenever I started getting older, like high school or whatever, you know, you get to high school and like people are like, you still watch wrestling? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, man, like, yeah. love it. And like, so? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so it's, uh, they're like, well, you know, it's fake, right? I'm like, oh, God. whatever. Bro. Like, whatever. And, uh, so me and my little brother, man, that was that was our bond. Like that was what we looked forward to every Monday night, every Tuesday, Thursday, whatever night, Friday, whatever you know night they're having SmackDown. You know it's moved so much over mm-hmm. the years, but um, yeah, that was really what kept us close growing up. And so I've always had a love for it. Uh, growing up, whenever I got older, I really loved Eddie Guerrero. So Eddie Guerrero was somebody who was just so entertaining mm-hmm. and could just make you love him or make you hate him. Yeah. And that's such a cool thing to be able to do because you can like really feed off of people. And now I'm seeing that and it's, it's just one of the coolest things, but be able to like be able to flip that switch between, you know, being a good guy or being a bad guy. Yeah. Like he was just one of the most entertaining and charismatic people that, you know, ever stepped foot in a ring. And I was so sad when he passed away. I remember WrestleMania 20, whenever him and Chris Benoit were in the middle of the ring, and that was one of just, like, the greatest moments in wrestling. And whenever Eddie Guerrero passed away, it just, man, it broke my heart. It was hard. I remember I was I woke up, I think it was, like, that Sunday morning, and my mom told me, and I just broke down. I was crying, and it just it sucked. I was so sad. And then they did such an awesome tribute for him because everyone loved Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. There was not, like, a, a single person that didn't enjoy being around that guy. And so. Latino Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Latino Heat. Viva yeah. La Raza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was shocking when he died. Oh, man. It, yeah. It broke my heart. Man, re- deaths in wrestling are just, man, they're hard. They're heartbreaking. It's crazy. It's, you know, obviously, like, you know, then Chris Benoit had that whole tragedy mm-hmm. um man there's this one cool doc uh like documentary series um on hulu uh called dark side of the ring have you seen uh, yeah. that i've seen that yeah yeah i, yeah, I love that so, like i love that it's uh one of my favorite things to watch did yeah. you watch season three too not yet not yet i kind of just got into it during uh the shutdown oh, okay. i started watching them and because i've heard of it but i never mm-hmm. like that's about it. the time that I got into it yeah. too. Yeah. yeah, they had that first season, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, like you know, started like looking at like let's see, that was like Macho Man's in that one. Um, I think that Fabulous Moolah's in that one. Yeah, Moolah. Uh-huh. Isn't Bruiser Brody on there? Oh uh, yeah, uh, that was a cool one. That was yeah. one I really enjoyed. Um, and then when they came out with season two, I feel like season two was really like. They found out what they wanted to do production wise and everything, and then they like season two was like what really had them take off because yeah. they opened up with that like that one one and two part uh, Chris Benoit one, and man, that one was intense, sad, man. But yeah, I love Dark Side of the Ring. It's one of the best uh, little documentaries I can watch. Are they just on 
season three now? Uh, yeah. So they actually broke season three up into like two parts. Oh, for real? Oh. Uh, so they came out with like five or six episodes, and they're actually about to start back up. I think it's like September 16th. Okay. So we got a couple weeks. So. All right. I have to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's on um, Hulu now? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, oh, um, season one and two were on Hulu. I had to watch season three, like, on YouTube or whatever, and some mm. of them were, like, choppy or whatever. Yeah. And now, like, I don't even know if you can find them on YouTube now. But, yeah. Like, I would always go, like, the day up, like, the day or the day after I'd yeah. find one, and yeah. I'm like, all right, let me try this one. And I'm like, all right, this one's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> and then it, like, cut out halfway through or something, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Come on, do better, yeah. hackers. Or Come on, guys. <laughs> copyright. You scared of copyrights? God. Do better, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, the new one, the new season, it already featured uh, Ultimate Warrior, um, Dynamite Kid. Uh, I don't know. It had some good. Oh, one of the best ones was uh, whenever they had that event in North Korea, and. I don't know. You hear things about North Korea and you don't really like know if they're true, mm-hmm. but you remember that movie that came out, the interview yeah, with yeah. like, yeah, James yeah. Franco. And, yeah. And it's like, it's basically like that where like, they couldn't say anything bad about North Korea. And it was, it really like kind of validated. Like it's, it sounds bad over there. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go, but <laughs> sounds pretty bad. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think some of the newer episodes, I think they're going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. There's this one called the plane ride from hell. And I don't know if you're familiar with that story, but apparently there's some wild things that happened on this airplane. For real? Yeah. And it's all just like, it's like, who was involved in that? It was like Ric Flair was just going crazy or apparently. And I don't know. I, it's 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 gonna be a good episode. It's gonna be a great second half of the season. Whoa. Uh so yeah, I'm super excited about that. Damn. Um, but yeah, I just always really loved wrestling. Hmm. And so that was always the dream and I just didn't have a way to do it. And eventually when I went to Claremore I found my way. And so uh like I said, my home promotions, this company called Wrestling for a Cause, and it's a charity organization. And so all the proceeds always go to the families of usually kids that are dealing with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so it's helping out with like their medical bills, family expenses, you know, whatever, whatever they're needing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really happy to be part of this company. It's, uh, you know, it's, just a, it's a really good cause, you know, no pun intended. Um, but yeah. Um, they're cool because as long as you're like coming there, donating your time, you know, helping them set up the ring. Uh, that was one of the coolest things about getting in wrestling. Setting up the ring. Yeah. Learning how like a ring is set up. It's, I don't know what some people think. I've heard like, oh, is it a trampoline under there? Is it a, uh, yeah. Is it like spring loaded? And I'm like, oh, it's not spring loaded. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's wood under there. There's some plywood. Yeah. There's a little bit of padding. Like it's not much, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, man, uh, eventually was able to start training. Um, the guy, Josh, I was talking about, um, he's really good about showing me like the networking side of professional wrestling and, um, his former tag team partner, um, Jeremy JD, 
he was actually the one that showed me a lot of in-ring stuff. And so I started training with JD and uh, it was me and a couple couple of my other buddies eventually started too. Um, so we he's known as the Everyday Man. So we are the Everyday Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I really wish those guys were, you know, still involved in it. We we lost the ring that we were training in. So like our like our training kind of hindered, but. Luckily, I was going enough where JD and Josh really wanted me to debut at their uh, their own little show. So I got to debut at OKX2, which is really cool because I just went to OKX1, just OKX, as a fan. It was just me and my little brother. And there's a really cool picture of uh, the main event when one of the guys in the main event, Luke Langley, when he was making his entrance, and it's like a close-up on his face. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, you see me and my little brother. And it's cool just me knowing I'm there, just watching as a fan. Mm -hmm. And then the next OKX show, I got to, you know, make my professional wrestling debut. Oh, that's dope. And so, yeah. So before that, though, um, landed a security role um, with uh, the cartel. Uh, A security guard with the Caballero Cartel. And so that was cool because I really got to really start being out in front of people, you know, interacting with fans. You know, I'm this bad guy security guard, this, you know, this bruiser. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I just got to stand there kind of look intimidating. And so it was cool for me to like really start like interacting with the fans, like, you know, talking, you know, talking some shit. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, while I'm doing this, I'm also I'm also training, and so uh, just learning like the ins and outs. Like it's wrestling is really built on respect in the locker room. Um, you, you know, you got to be respectful, even if uh, I don't know if you ever noticed like whenever people get in, inside a wrestling ring, how they wipe their feet. No, I've never noticed Probably, that. Yeah, so, like, yeah, next time you're watching, like, kind of, like, pay attention, like, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, just how people get in the ring. And that's, like, one, it's a, it's a show of respect of, like, the people that came before you. Oh, and then, shit. you know, also just helps where, you know, don't bring nothing into the ring that, you know, dirt, whatever. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, it's a, it's a big sign of respect. You know, you want to go in and shake hands with people and, you know, shake hands with everybody. Um, you know, make sure they, you know, if you haven't met them, you know, introduce yourself. Hey, so-and-so. And it's really cool being backstage and kind of like feeling like people don't really take an interest in you. But then I made my debut and certain people, I guess, have been watching me. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I got a lot of praise after my debut. They were like, you know, from certain people that I didn't realize were, you know, keeping an eye on me. And they were like, hey, man, you did great out there. Like, I'd love to, you know, work with you in the future. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it's just, yeah, it's a cool feeling knowing people are, you know, keeping an eye on you, taking an interest. And then when you get to, you know, finally do this, you get to uh, get that praise. Yeah. Damn. When you so when you started, like you're a big dude, you're you look at you look at you're in great shape. Was it hard? Was it hard to like 
do all these um because i watch tough enough mm-hmm. and the shit that they do like they make it look like it's hard like <laughs> like running back and forth on the ropes there's a drill where somebody drops and you jump over them mm-hmm. and you hit the ropes and then they get up and you drop too like <laughs> j- like is it yeah, hard to- these are yeah it <laughs> man so uh yeah it's it's intense. intense. Like, yeah, that was the word. If you're, yeah, I if you're not, fucking word. If, if you, uh, you know, if you don't have that cardio, like it's in ring cardio that you want to have. And like, there's nothing like it. Like I said, I try to stay on top of my cardio with my workouts, but I mainly focus on like burning fat, mm-hmm. but there is nothing in the gym that I feel like you can be prepared for in the ring. Like, Certain, uh, like there's certain things that you can make comparisons to, like farmers carries are a good, good example, just like carrying that extra weight and just like making your walks. But yeah, there's nothing that can compare to like, there's not like an elliptical you can get on. There's not a Stairmaster. There's these things called arc trainers that we have at Planet Fitness and nothing can prepare you to like hit those ropes, you know, do a, do a flip, hit the, you know, hit a bump. It's. It knocks the wind out of you. It's it does all this. It's it's a lot. You gotta be. You gotta have that entering cardio. So we call it getting blown up. Yeah, like blown up. Yeah, if you're blown up, like you're tired. And that's when you. Uh, it's a little dangerous. You might make a mistake or something. So. I've heard that. I've heard <laughs> Billy Gunn say that on that show. You get blown yeah. up. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. He was talking about that with. Uh, What's his name? Ziggy? I think his name is Ziggy on that show. Ziggy. He was always on his ass. I have to show you a clip after the yeah, show. <laughs> he was always on his ass. I think it's Ziggy. Was this old Tough Enough or new Tough this Enough? This is like new with Lita, Billy Gunn, and... Oh, fuck. Was it Prince Albert? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Albert A-Train. Um, he he had a different couple different names. Yeah, A-Train. <laughs> he was part of that dance group, too. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about too cool? Too cool? No, no, yeah. no, no, not too cool. Uh, oh fuck! Damn it! With uh, oh man, he's that big old tall dude. Oh, you're talking about the Tice? the Funkasaurus. The Funkasaurus, yeah. yes Funkasaurus. sir. Funkasaurus, yeah. <laughs> okay, I remember gotcha. that actually. Yeah, it was back in like what 2010, 2011, I yeah. think. Yeah, right around that time. It was like Funkasaurus. Um, I think he was known as Tensai then. Like, I think he was Tensai, and uh, Tens- yeah, that yeah, was his, Tens- oh yeah, yeah, yeah Tensai yeah. was his, yes. yeah, that's what he was running as at that time. And then uh, I think it was like, oh, what did they call him? Something dactyl, like dance, dance something. The Fun- Funkadactyls. That, that's that's that what, what it was. Yeah, yeah. Funkadactyls. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, those Funkadactyls. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because that was like that was a uh, Naomi in that. In that little group, and now she's one of the best. You know, now she's one of the best around. Yeah, they used to just what were they, like their dancers or mm-hmm. something. Yep, Naomi and fuck who else? It was that other skinny girl. Um, I think they let her go like prior to that diva show. Yeah, uh huh. But uh, damn, I can't remember her name. But yeah, they were I just they're just I dancing. forgot about. See, like that's the thing about wrestling. There's so many different things that have happened, and like I mean, wrestling's been around for forever it seems like, yeah like i said it's something i've loved my whole life so like just that's the cool thing about wrestling is like it's it's always evolving it's always you know changing and adapting yeah um and you have to like really 
I wouldn't say cater to the fans, but you have to keep the fans interested and you got to keep them invested. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like what they see, I mean, they'll tell you. Like, yeah. I've, had, I've had, you know, plenty of people yell at me for doing some dirty shit whenever I was doing doing security. I'd, you know, choke <laughs> choke somebody on the ropes or something and just <laughs> dust myself off. I didn't do that. No, that wasn't me, man. This oh. fan's yelling at me like, <laughs> I'm like, it wasn't me, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the fans get into it, dude. Oh yeah. The fans are fuck. Dude, I can't even yeah, I can't even front. I went to SmackDown <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. Like me and my buddy, one of my one of my best buddies in the business. Uh it was funny because we went to SmackDown and then the next night we had a match and we didn't even that was just kind of like we didn't even know we were gonna have a match that night. It was just kinda like Oh, I think I remember you posted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Shotgun Dan Weber. <laughs> no, I'm not done with him. I'm gonna, yeah. Me and him are gonna have some some classics, I think, in the future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That rivalry. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, what was I gonna ask you? Uh, damn it, I just had it in my head. It was about oh, uh, so wrestling for a cause. That's based yeah. out of Telequal, correct? Um, no, no, no. Telequal. That's UWE. So that's United Wrestling Entertainment. Oh, okay. Now WFC actually does like a lot of shows in just the Tulsa area, like surrounding Tulsa area. Mm-hmm. Um, they were running a lot of shows out of Owasso, and I really enjoyed that building because it was just a uh, that building specifically. We'd get to like set up. Uh, like a couple days in advance mm-hmm. and then we could use those days to get some extra training in. And so like, I love training with like, with JD, like we had a ring at his house. And so a couple nights a week, I try to go out there like two to three times a week, at least, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, you know, Friday or Saturday or whatever, try to get some ring time, some training. And, uh, <clears throat> like I said, I was just so consistent with it. Like he really started like, seeing something in me and really helped, uh, help me help boost my, you know, confidence and belief in myself. But, um, yeah, the, you know, whenever we get set up at that Owasso venue, we'd get like an extra two days of training at WFC. And, uh, yeah, you just kind of go in there and you just kind of like get, you know, you gotta, you know, just be free with, uh, you know, your words, ask questions, like, um, you know, just try to try to, I'll, I always try to like just be a sponge and like soak up knowledge and information. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't always have to just like get in the ring. I'd watch people. I'd watch people how they you know did certain things, how they flipped over the rope or did like a roll, or you know hit the ropes. So, you know, you just you always try to like learn, you know, just learn whatever you can. Um, you know, try to focus on your weaknesses. Try to get better. Yeah. So, like with me, luckily. Um, more, I guess, would you say a powerhouse? Mm-hmm. So like, I do like a lot of, a lot of body stuff. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross body you. I'm gonna, you know, I get, a, I hit a pretty good spine buster. You know, that's one thing about me and, me and Dan, me and Shotgun. We say we have the best spine busters in Oklahoma. <laughs> Dope. And so, it's funny because one of the best spine busters I've ever hit was on him in our match. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I got that, I got that for me. So. <laughs> I won. I won that match. But, you know, I also you know hit that spine buster on. So he hit one on me after the match. That bastard. So and then his tag little tag partner hit me with a frog splash. And man, that was that was fun. So, um, but yeah, like wrestling for a cause. It's a great. It's a great organization. Um, 
you know, like I said, I was kind of like training and then, you know, doing the security thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I got to know, I got to like kind of be, I was kind of putting myself out there as like the chief of security. Mm-hmm. Um, got that idea from the guy I was, you know, protecting, you know, the showcase. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he gave me that chief of security idea and, uh, you know, really, really kind of ran with that, you know, kind of play on words. So, you yeah. know, really enjoyed it. I actually had some cool designs to do, um, that I was going to, uh, put on like a singlet or something like, cause I, I like rocking a singlet. Mm-hmm. Um, my singlet has like my, my logo is like, it's almost like a turtle and a dream catcher. I don't know if you've like gotten to see like a close up of it or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like a turtle and <clears throat> uh turtle dream catcher combo. It was a design that I thought of after, um, one of those, one of, uh, the employees that I used to work with, uh, she used to, she was my shift lead whenever I was out in Claremore for a little bit. And she's real artsy, does like drawings all the time. Um, came up with this idea for me and just drew me one day, like, uh, she painted this turtle dream catcher. It's got like the colors of the medicine wheel. And, uh, I was like, man, like, that'd be a cool like design for me. So I threw that on a singlet. And I was actually thinking about bringing my singlet, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I know some things have, like, we thought we were going to do this, and then, like, something came up, and then, yeah, you know, it was then real now another thing came up and today, or whatever, <laughs> so um, I was actually going to bring my singlet, but then um, it's still drying. I washed it, like, last night, so I didn't want to bring you a dirty... <laughs> Dirty singlet, so but I brought you know brought you know my t-shirt, t-shirt, bandana, um, you know my bandana, belt, you know. You said bring, you know, you said hey, bring your belt. Yeah. I was like, dude, I brought I that belt brought it, brought everywhere it. with me. Like, I've taken that thing to work. I t- I've taken that thing everywhere with me this week, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to continue that like this week. But I mean, it's man, it's. I love that thing. It's beautiful. It's yeah. A beautiful title. It is. It's shining in the light right now. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's that Planet Fitness, uh, you know, some of the products we have. I hit it with that glance <laughs> and make it real shiny. And, yeah. <laughs> my buddy, my buddy Aaron, he was actually the first. I showed him. He's a really big wrestling fan like me. Uh-huh. And um, he uh, he's so happy for me. And I find like he, I was so excited to show him like this, and he's, you know, he fi- I finally was able to do it. He's like, dude, it's a little smudgy, and I'm like, bro, I'm like, yeah, I know, I'm trying to like keep it clean or whatever. He's like, hold on, watch this. <laughs> Started wiping it, and it just popped, and I was like, all right, well, I know what I'm cleaning it with now. Yeah, I was like, I was cleaning it with like some steel cleaner, <laughs> and he was like, no, I mean, hit it with this glance, Whoa, made it pop, and I was like, all right, cool. Damn. So that's what I was uh, putting on it all week. Um, I love the design of this belt though. It's just like, it's almost like the uh, intercontinental title. Yeah. So that's the vibe I get from like the the layout of it. I love it. And then yeah, just the colors. You know, they pick the right colors for like what they want to represent for their nightlife. And so, like I said, this is this is American Wrestling Revolution. So this company is based out of uh, out of Kansas. So been making some trips to kansas the past couple months and i see that man that's that's cool i never expected to be like this this far in like already but already like traveling Mm -hmm. and so because that's what you really that's what you really want to do uh for wrestling if you really want to be successful and 
I know like I want to if I want to be successful with this I really got to like take advantage of it right now because yep. like I said I wanted to really start when I was like younger like 19 20 um but I just didn't have a way to do it because at the time I'm just I'm working multiple jobs like in McElroy and Planet and I just didn't have like the extra extra money cuz like you can pay money to like go to school or whatever but it's it's you know, it's just like going to school. It's just like a commitment. Like you yeah. gotta have the the funds to it and go through the training. And <clears throat> I just didn't have that uh that chance to do it at the time. But man, uh, you know they say everything happens for a reason. So yep, you know the time was uh the time's right. And you know that's one reason why like I'm really glad I always stuck to my workouts because that's one reason I think that I've gotten the uh, opportunities that. I've received so far mm-hmm. just because my size, like, you know, people like seeing, you know, some big beefy guys go at it and yeah. that's, uh, you know, and go out there and just beat the shit out of each other. And <laughs> that's, uh, that's one reason why me and shotgun had such a good match. We we're just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> so, you know, it's like people say, are you really hitting each other? And I'm like, man, come find out, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come watch. Come take this forearm, man. It's Let's I try it out. forearms Let's test one it day out. in training and like I was this one guy <laughs> this one guy, he's kinda it's funny because he's kinda taking my security spot that I was in. Mm-hmm. And um he I was going back and forth with forearms with him and uh some of the guys that were watching, they were just like, God damn like, <laughs> They were like, Red, are you okay? They were like, dude, those look nasty. And I'm like, yeah, they are. <laughs> Try me. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll show you. I'll, I'll show you one after. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, when we're done. Yeah. So I'll let you, let you get a feel yeah. of it. See if you. Everybody was seeing a picture. Y'all <laughs> 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 <Go> fucked up. <laughs> so you see that one? I don't know if I posted this one, but later on in that, um, whenever me and Shotgun had that match, so the main event was uh, Stampede, which is like basically like the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It's UWE's Royal Rumble. Oh, I wanted to go to and that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't oh, make man. it. They'll, yeah, I'll make sure you're uh, you're at the next one. Yeah. I'll, whenever uh, the Freedom Rings Rumble even, like for WFC, that was theirs. And, man, that one was cool too because uh, I don't know if you saw those pictures, but uh, I got to uh, debut uh, – with uh, Chief Red Eagle, because that was really like the first time that I really got to bring Coco to WFC. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, people had just seen me in that security role. Yeah, and so um, I got to really come in as Coco at that time, and then I got to bring in an Oklahoma legend, Chief Red Eagle. Badass. So Chief Red Eagle is legendary yeah. as a child, <clears throat> and he's a guy that I've known for a while i didn't i guess i really didn't realize that i knew him but yeah like i remember going to uh the bowling alleys like before it was uh andy b's it was river lanes and my mom and dad and grandpa and aunt they would all bowl leagues out there mondays fridays so i was always at the bowling alley um pretty good bowler so uh, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wanna you know? Just bring that up. It just reminded me because uh, at work, I won a. Uh, there was a competition or whatever, a manager meeting that at our manager meeting that we had. 
I was like, I was like, oh, we're going bowling. Okay, okay. <laughs> and my assistant manager Cole, uh, he was like, he was like, oh, you're good at bowling. And I was like, yeah. He was like, how good? And I was like, I'm pretty good, bro. I grew up in the lanes. And he was like, are you as good at bowling as you are pool? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh fuck. <laughs> And I was like, don't worry, man. I'm going to win us some days off because that's that was yeah. like eventually the prize or whatever. That's why I was so excited. I was like, okay, bet. Yeah. I'm about to win. I bowled like a 199 Jesus. that day. So I think my best score is like 240. God but, damn. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's dude, my fam. Like they, they bowled every weekend, it seemed like. I remember like I started doing leagues, but I just, and I don't know. I just didn't have the same like love for it that they did mm-hmm. um i was also playing like a lot of softball at the time so trying to balance like the two or whatever it was just a lot so um i miss playing softball too pretty you know wasn't uh wasn't as fun as uh wrestling though so i yeah. love some wrestling it's kind of hard i don't know some dudes can do both but i'm just like man i'm just I'm worried about the wrestling right now. That's what I'm trying to <laughs> trying to put my all into that one. So, what did you um? So, when did you transition into the Coco character from security? Like, how long has it? Um, how long? How long were so, you in that one? Yeah. Security? So that was probably it's about a year. It a was year. almost a year, and you know, I really thought I was gonna be involved in. Like, I really thought I was going to be, like, chief of security for a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the, like, things I was talking about. Like, I, I had that singlet. I had that singlet designed or whatever. I had the design for it. I almost pulled the trigger on it. But then I got to debut at OKX. And then uh, some things things changed. Some plans, some plans developed for some people. And people saw me and they were like, oh, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Cool, <laughs> got some, uh, yeah, got some opportunities now." <laughs> so yeah, luckily, like people, you know, people saw just what I was doing. You know, social media is a crazy thing, so mm-hmm. um, people just took an interest in me, and I've gotten invited to, like I said, go to different promotions. You know, UWE. Um, you know, I had a, you know, just a lot of plans uh, with WFC that I was like hoping for, and you know, some of them, you know, have come to fruition already. Luckily. And, um, but yeah, just, I received a lot of other opportunities that I wasn't expecting and getting to like go to the different promotions and like travel. And like I said, I debuted in May, it was May 1st. And so that was like whenever Coco really arrived and it was, uh, yeah, it's been a crazy, what's that like? Six months, I guess, seven months. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Now did you come up with the name Coco? Um, so yeah, Coco comes from my dad. Okay. So that's the OG Coco. That's what everyone called him. Okay. Okay. Um, growing up, that's just, my mom called him that all the time. She never called him, she never called him Dennis or anything. I just always heard him call, uh, her calling Coco. And, uh, well, I guess whenever he wasn't in trouble, if he got in trouble or yelled out for something, then it, then it was Dennis. Then it was Dennis one. <laughs> and, uh. But yeah, everyone, his friends, um, you know, he was, you know, he was Coco. And, uh, so that was always the, uh, the plan. If, uh, if I ever really got to lace up some boots, I was gonna, you know, carry on that name, that legacy and 
that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. So, which I love. You know, he uh, I get a lot of compliments from my family. They're big supporters. You know, his you know his side of the family, my mom's side of the family. Um, they're all super happy with me. Um, happy for me. You know, sharing. Uh, you know, sharing all my posts. You know, uh, man, they were over the moon about this just as much as me. I remember I won that last weekend and man, I just hugged my mom and she was, just, you know, your dad would be so proud of you. And we just hugged each other and just, you know, just cried, let the tears flow and just, just a cool moment. Mm-hmm. So it was great. You know, my mom's at every event. doesn't matter where I'm, you know, where I'm at, what I'm doing. So she was there every step of the way. Me, you know, getting my ass beat in security and, you know, just sitting right there, front row, and just you know, loving every minute of it. So she's, she's the one that usually is like recording my matches, or you know, now she's kind of passing on to my little brother. But yeah, mm-hmm. she was the one where like she'd always be recording or something, and I'd get my good, you know, my videos to post or whatever. And so that's one of the things that some of the veterans give, you know, advice they give you is like make sure someone's recording your match. I'm like, I got that covered. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I got a front row seat right there, and yeah, so um, that's always a good thing. Um, but yeah, like I knew what exactly who you know what name I wanted to uh, use, and you know. Um, so who is who is Coco? Like, who are you in wrestling? Because um, you, I'm still <clears throat> kind of finding. I really feel like I'm still kind of finding that out mm-hmm. because I'm getting a lot of advice. I mean. I don't like, you know, like you said, you know, that's a, a lot of people refer to it as like a character or a gimmick, mm-hmm. but for me, man, I just feel like this is really an extension of me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I throw that paint on and I, you know, I just, I become Coco. I know what I want to do. I want to go out there and, you know, whip some ass and, you know, it's almost, uh, you know, I really just want to use my platform to, uh, you know, raise awareness for like the natives and I feel like I'm just doing it and like I'm coming in at a good time. I feel like, yeah, you know, over the past couple of years, we've, you know, really won some, uh, really won some battles, you know, uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier today. Um, I think where it kind of started was the, um, Dakota access pipeline. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, that was when I was working at McElroy and, I see all these natives from all over the country just going up there and, you know, you know, protesting and doing what they can, you know, for the people. And I was like, man, I really want to be able to do that because some of the people that I know just like in my, you know, my family, my friends, like they're, they're able to do it. And I wish wasn't in a position to be able to like go out there and help. And so I always kind of knew that if I ever got to, you know, really, take you know be serious with this and really you know step between those ropes i want to use my platform for uh to you know rep for the people rep for the natives Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of where the design came from um with my design um one of the guys in wfc um scott um does a lot of great logo artwork you know all kind of stuff and i kind of came to with my (laughs) <laughs> my idea I remember I sent it to him and it looked like a five year old did it and I was like this is what I'm thinking Coco at the top you know my eyes the face paint and then the red handprint mm-hmm. and obviously the handprints are 
representing for, you know, the missing and murdered indigenous, you know, women, people, you know, like we said, that's kind of um, changed over the past couple months. It started, I really feel like it started with the missing and murdered, murdered indigenous women, and then it kind of transitioned into people and now relatives, and, yeah. you know, now it's, you know, it's really for all people. So, you know, all the natives, um, got to look out for each other. And I was really wanted to be able to use my platform to speak out about these issues. And obviously these issues need to be addressed. Um, did you hear about like the, the little indigenous boy that got the, uh, got his haircut? Yeah. Yeah. Fucked up. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people were, you know, yeah. A lot of people are pissed off about it and they should be. Yeah. Um, but even like. Man, these issues have been around, but like, no one's talking about them. And like, if I can talk about it, and you know, just get one extra share on on one of my posts, and like, reach out to somebody who doesn't know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that's the goal: is to just spread the message and spread awareness. And you know, I want to be, I want to be a champ for the people, you know. And that's what I'm starting to starting to do. I feel like so, mm-hmm. you know, with this design. It was something I talked to Noise about a lot. Um, I talked to Noise about and really wanted to make sure that I went about it the most respectful way that I could. And one of their biggest things was, like, make sure that you don't have the face, you know, the, the handprint on your face. Because that's that's the connection for the victims and their families that are searching for them. And that's really what... You know, it's good to spread that message, and, you know, I talked to my aunt about it, and she was like, we we need more warriors out there, you know, you know, making people aware of this cause. And that's one of the things that I've gotten a lot of support from, from, like, the the people backstage, um, you know, the, you know, the other wrestlers, the, the managers, production, um, you know, whatever it is, um, but it's... You know, some people are, like, curious, like, well, what's the, what's it represent? And even, like, just being able to spread that message to them, who knows? They could go out and tell, you know, 10, 1,500 people, and then more people are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people just <clears throat> aren't talking about these issues a lot, and a lot of people, like, are afraid to talk about them. You know, natives may not be, but, you know, other people are, yeah. so... If I can use my platform to spread these messages and, you know, spread awareness to these native issues, that's what I want to do. Um, another thing that I didn't mention was, like, the uh, all these graves that are being found at the residential schools. Yeah. Like, it's a big it's a big issue that no one's talking about. And so one thing I recently started doing is writing, writing that number on my wrist tape. And so, okay. you know, um, it's it's a tough subject, but, I mean, it's something that, people need to be aware of that aren't, um, you know, people, you know, there shouldn't be graves at schools. You know, those boarding schools were horrific places and, you know, basically stripped, you know, those kids of their culture and we're finding all these, you know, little, you know, who knows, could be, could be relatives of, you know, you and me. And it's, it's sad, you know, it's heartbreaking. And so if I can, like, bring awareness about these things, then that's great. Um, but like I said, I feel like I'm coming in with it at a really good time. You know, we got the, uh, you know, we got the 
the you know Washington football team to change their name a couple of years ago. Yeah, and you know I think we're uh, just on the right track. I think it's gaining more traction for like people who are just standing up for the people and making their voices heard more. So if I can do my part with on the platform that I can, you know, that I have, then I feel like that's that's the end goal. Why well, I, I kind of figured what what it was, mm-hmm. even just from <clears throat> looking at um, pictures when you when you uh, were entering the uh, from the Titantron, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of knew, but I know some people don't know. Like, yeah, like I liked yeah. all black. Yeah, I liked all black. I like the face paint, and then I like how you wear your bandana uh-huh. like around your yeah. around your face, and then like, do you squat? You, I do. Yeah, yeah I you hit, squat like, when, whenever I hit my pose. Like, yeah. yeah, and that's. Man, that's another thing is just like coming up with like certain things like like to be successful in this you want to be different. Like yeah. you want pe- you want to catch people's eyes like mm-hmm. oh like look at that guy like he's got that face paint on. He's got oh man, he's got that. He's got that bandana. Oh, what's that handprint mean? Like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. these little things are really what's helping me mm-hmm. um you know get noticed in some, you know, one way or another. And so like yeah, I usually, you know, just hit my pose and that was actually in um suggestion from jd he was telling me that uh you know just in training when we're really trying to like develop you know develop me and come up with new ideas um he was like you know i think you should have like a squat like in the ring and just you know maybe you know whenever you're coming out and eventually like i started throwing that i got another suggestion i think it was from i think it's from josh actually and uh, i got another suggestion he was like you should like reach out and so like I basically just like kind of combine some you know some of their ideas and then some of my own because mm-hmm. like I usually just like hit the squat hit you know let that pose kind of digest you know kind of do my and I'm gonna reach out maybe if there's like the camera or whatever right in front of me, you know really reach out and then you know hit that you know hit that fist you know hit that raised fist up there and you know that's kind of I always do it with this arm because this is like really like my my indigenous sleeve, so you know I got my you know turtle right there. I'm Turtle Clan, mm-hmm. and so got you know got that. Got my TP. Got my you know, got a couple TPs actually. Um, my, even my TP has my little turtle on it. So, so these are my tattoos, by the way. <laughs> this is my gear. It's <laughs> it's me. This so, warrior arm. Um, but yeah, I got my. Indigenous land right there, and that's oh, where I actually build myself from too. You know, people are like, you know, where should we say you're from? Like, I'm from the indigenous oh, land. Man. So tight. Yeah, I got my gym catcher on my elbow. And, yeah. So always trying to just think of like new ideas. Like I got a couple other shirt ideas that I'm gonna drop probably before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. So working on those right now so i got like a a jersey style concept like kind of like the uh Ooh. the pro football team jerseys like t-shirts so yeah. i'm gonna do something like that and then um the you know awr they that uh you know guy who's in charge of that Derek, um he's came out with a badass design for me so we'll uh hopefully get to drop that here uh you know Within the next couple months, um, so yeah, I'll probably I might have like four shirts by the end of the year. God I got damn. some ideas for it. So, um, there's this one picture that I had. It's actually a 
I think it, yeah, it's still the profile picture of my uh, my actual Coco page. Um, it's the one where like I'm squatted and like got like that was one of the first times I actually did wear that black paint mm-hmm. and like got my hair like just kind of like dripping like you know hanging down. And it's a badass picture. It's one. It's like my favorite picture that I've taken um, so far in like you know uh, wrestling. And uh, but yeah, think about that turning like that into a shirt. Mm-hmm. So. Me and my, uh, like I said, me and my buddy Aaron, we're always brainstorming ideas. I talk to him like every day about certain things, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what do you think of this? Like, hey, like, what about this idea?" And like, I'll tell him like, you know, certain uh, certain plans or something that, you know, I might have, or you know, you know, uh, promoter reaches out and like, "Hey, um, you know, uh, you're probably gonna." have a you know you're probably gonna be working you know working this guy or working this guy and i'm like oh hell yeah and like i'll talk to him about it and be like hey man guess who i'm working you know this show (laughs) you know guess who i'm about to you know have this match with and they're like he's like oh hell yeah (laughs) dope so but yeah he's big supporter of coco i call my i actually call my fans coco nuts coco nuts yeah tight i'm a coco nut Thank you. Thank yeah. you. We'll get you a shirt. Hell yeah! I'll put you down for my next order. And yeah, yes. like I said, whenever uh, I drop these new new designs, yeah, I got some good ones, and I th- I think I'm you know I think they're gonna sell out. I've, luckily, like I've, I've sold every shirt that I you know I bought. I ordered like uh, whenever I first started, I was like, man, I don't know how many shirts I should buy. I don't know who's actually gonna buy these, <laughs> like buy these or whatever. So <laughs> I ordered like fifty, and then that went you know that went pretty quick, and I was like, all right, cool, cool. Badass. And oh, uh, yeah. then I ordered like next next one. I was like seventy five, and I just recently ran out of ran out of those. I think I sold the the last one. It was like a five X. God damn. And so, <laughs> yeah, I hung on to that one for a little bit. And uh, the show this past weekend, I had a guy, you know, a one, you know, one out there, and he was like, he was like, hey man, you got any more shirts? And I was like, kind of looked at him, and I was like, I got a five X. And he was like, oh, that'll work, bro, that'll work. I was like, oh, <laughs> hell yeah, okay. So this year, he gave me an extra five. And I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> appreciate it. So, um, but yeah, $5 of every shirt of that design, that's the design that I'm going to keep out or like keep with me. Yeah. Uh, whenever, you know, forever, forever uh, long I'm doing this. Um, but yeah, anytime I sell a shirt from them, I donate $5 of that to Noise. And they... Uh, you know, I know they're gonna put good use to that money. So yeah, been able to make two donations so far. So I'm excited. I'll uh, keep doing that. And so that's one thing that I I enjoy doing. So yeah, I'm not surprised they sold out. It's a really great design. Thank you. Thank Looks you. Looks fucking dope. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. It's a badass design. Hell so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see, to, you'll see it, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll post it. Don't worry. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, I like doing, like, you know, different things like this, too. So this is, like, I don't know if you're familiar with um, NTVS, Natives, mm-hmm. Natives yeah. Clothing. Yeah. This is one of their designs. Uh, this is one of the ones, like, I've wanted this one for years, I feel like, and they just didn't get a – I didn't have my size or whatever at the time, and I think they finally got it back in stock, and I was like, oh. Hell yeah, getting this one. So, yeah, shout out Stephen Paul Judd. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Paul Judd. Come on the show. Yeah. <coughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got some great like t-shirts, man. Yeah. Like they got like stacked I got ass fucking other shirts. Other badass design along with this one it had like that Nate and that neon headdress in it, on it. It's like that grayed out 
Um, it's like that grayed out image, and it's got that the headdress is like neon. It's badass. So Damn. I thought it was perfect, you know, for uh, the, nightlife. the nightlife champion. Yeah. So I was like, man, I'm in this title match. So uh, you know, if I win, this will be the perfect shirt for it. So. <laughs> What's your uh, music? What do you come out to? Um, so it's actually um, a song that uh, Scott also came up with. Like I said, he does a lot of that production. And uh, he actually came up with it. I was kind of telling him my idea backstage at a show one day. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was like, hmm, I got an idea. And I just kind of told him, like, the like the drums, like, kind of like kind of in the distance almost. And... Uh, it's just got a lot of like good, it's got a good beat to it. It's got a good like little drum beat to it. Um, but yeah, it's called like, it's called like the menace or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like by, by the hill or something. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it's a, it's a nice little beat for me. Um, my cousin is actually in a band and they're like, uh, more like a metal band, mm-hmm. I guess you would call them. And, um, yeah, I'm actually having him kind of work something out for me. It's a little heavier. Um, so, yeah, that'll hopefully uh, be something I can come out to here uh, here soon in the future. Mm-hmm. So, so I just, that song, like the song I'm using now is, is cool, but it's kind of short. Mm. So, like, like, I won this this past weekend, and then it was like almost like, I was like really celebrating, like walking down, like walking back, uh, you know, to the back, and then my music just kind of cut off, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm done here. So, and like I always kind of keep that, kind of keep that in mind, like when I'm making my entrance too. I'm like, man, I can't make my entrance too long. Yeah. So, but luckily, like like I said, I'm more, I'm more stoic, I guess. Whenever I'm, you know, whenever I break curtains, so I can just kind of like hit the ring and then just kind of go straight to it, hit my poses. And so, but yeah, hopefully, uh, soon I'll have that new song. It'll be a little bit heavier, I think, Yeah. but I'm excited for it. So, yeah. Now you, uh, your face. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, which is, uh, pretty easy just, uh, in Oklahoma here. So it's, uh, How so? just being native. Like okay, getting a okay, lot of support, okay. especially okay. like in Tahlequah. Cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, going down there, there's uh how you, you know, we like to say like you're over. And mm, yeah. yeah. Over. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm pretty over in Tahlequah right now, so I'm excited about nice. that. There's actually a two night tournament next month. WFC's running. And so oh well, I guess this month actually later. Um so Oh, we're having a drillers. We're going to, we'll be at the drillers, uh, one Oak field tomorrow. I saw that. And I'm yeah. stoked about that one. That one's just a cool, like a cool little thing that, you know, you don't really expect to be able to do. Um, but we kind of ran a, another show like that, uh, back in July, at the beginning of July, mm-hmm. um, at Safari Joe's. And so that was cool. I remember hearing about that, but yeah. I didn't know you at the time. It was badass. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was cool because, you know, we got there, you know, pretty much got everything set up and then just kind of got to hang out at the water park all day. And I hadn't been to, you know, Safari Joe's. I still call it Big Splash. But Big Splash. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's what I grew up on. Yeah. Big Splash. <laughs> and so, 
Uh, it was cool. I hadn't been there in forever, and it's changed so much. Like, but I guess I mean it's changed, but I guess it's still the same. You know, so you got the, like the lazy river, and then the wave pool. Yeah, the wave pool, which. I don't know what the hell was up with the wave pool that day, but like it took forever for us to get some damn waves. So <laughs> I was like, whatever. But yeah, it was cool. Um, let's see. But yeah, that was that was just a fun show, but that was a tiring show, and we didn't think about this till like the end of the day. But yeah, like we you know set up the ring, do you know just do some different activities you know all day at the water park, and then you know we have the show. But then afterwards, we got to tear down. Mm. And then we'd been in the sun all day. And, oh, man, it was tiring and exhausting, but such a fun show. And I think that's exactly what, like, the the Driller show will be like tomorrow, too. So, but, yeah, I'm stoked about that one. Where's the ring going to be at? Um, You know that little area by the bullpen? It's like they got, like, the bullpen and then the grassy little, like, field. And then... Uh, where that concrete is, like uh, I think it's like by the uh, by a little playground or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a flat area right there that we're gonna be at. I'm not a hundred percent sure, um, but yeah, that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. So it'll be fun. Yeah. But yeah, and then later on this month, WFC is running a two night tournament, and that'll be the uh, Ryder Memorial Cup, and so it'll be my first time. Uh, First time in that, hopefully. So now is that like King of the Ring? Um, kinda, yeah. Kind of. So yeah, first rounds like first rounds usually like one on one, and then there's two fatal four way matches usually. Oh, usually, okay. And then the winners of those two fatal four way matches, then they compete in the finals at the end of the night. And then, nice. So I got to be in my first Ryder Cup last year, so that was cool. So I wasn't, you know, I think, yeah, I was in, I was, you know, still, you know, chiefing it up, but, you know, mm-hmm. security, but yeah. So, you know, it's look, it's crazy just cause like I went to all these shows last year and just kind of like being backstage and, um, you know, having my security role, you know, at certain shows. And then, you know, I was always thinking about this year and like next year, I'm like, man, next year I'm going to be in that Freedom Rings Royal Rumble. Freedom Rings Rumble, uh, you know, I'm going to be in the Ryder Cup next year. And all these things that are just coming to fruition for me, it's just, man, it's a blessing. Yeah. I'm just, man, I'm just over the moon about it. So, just living it. How was that Royal Rumble? Man, it was awesome. Was that your first, so, like, Royal Rumble? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it I looks debuted, chaotic. I debuted in a Battle Royal. Okay. And so the difference, like, with the Battle Royal compared to a Rumble is, like, in a Battle Royal, everyone's in the ring starting off, and mm. then you're just getting tossed out and shit. And so then in a Rumble, two people start, one guy enters, next guy enters, you know, so on and so forth. You know, this guy gets tossed. This guy gets tossed. Guys are still coming out. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's uh, it's exhausting. So, you know, if you're one of those earlier picks, you got to have, you know, some good cardio. Yeah. Got to, you know, kind of bob and weave sometimes and just, you know, kind of be in and out of certain things and, you know, just kind of hit your, you know, hit your spots when you can. So, um, but yeah. I love, uh, man, it's cool. Cause I've got to be a part of like, 
you know, Battle Royals now, uh, Rumbles. I've been in a couple tag team matches. Um, that was my, my first, like, actual match match was a tag match. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of got – it was cool because I kind of just got thrown into that one. And I got a lot of uh, a lot of good things, co- you know, that said after after that match. You know, we came back and uh, you know had some good things said about me. So that was a good feeling because I was super nervous because that was like my first like actual match, my first singles match. Um, that was uh, in UWE actually. So that was something all in itself because then it's just like. It's just you and another guy. Yeah. You know, that's, man. You're always, like, you're always nervous before a show. I'm always nervous before a show. Um, you know, just kind of, like, getting in that zone. But once, you know, it's, like, you know, almost your time to go, you know, go out. And then, you know, I'm warming up in the back, you know, maybe hitting some, you know, band, you know, banded workouts or, you know, something, you know, doing some flies, doing some curls or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of getting... You know, kind of getting pumped up for it, and then you know you break curtain, man, and it's it's an experience. It's like, man, you're uh, you're here, like it's uh, time to you know, time to go to work, time, time to, to go, yeah. Wow. So I've been doing. Uh, do you watch UFC at all? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so not in a while, but yeah. I yeah. Watched yeah. It's kind of hard. Like I watched a lot more UFC back. You know back growing up but now lately i've just been i've been busy with wrestling yeah so which is you know, i was super excited for the dustin poirier conor mcgregor fight uh and then that was uh that was my first night in uwe i i think actually and so uh got back to tal or got back from tahlequah like right when that fight ended i dropped my buddy <laughs> off and uh i was trying to head over to to my buddy jordan's house and uh, he texted me and he was like, Oh bro. And I was like, no. And I was like, started going on Facebook and like everything. I was like, Conor McGregor broke his ankle, broke his yeah. leg. What? I was like, how the fuck did that happen? So, but, uh, Oh yeah. The reason I brought up UFC is because, um, you know, Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rose Nama Yunez. One of my like things, before I like really break curtain and trying to get in my zone, um, you know, I just, just tell myself I'm the best, you know, just kind of repeating that, repeating that, and really just trying to like getting that in my head to where you know I go out there and I can perform and you know I make myself believe it. Yeah. Um, you know, you gotta have that confidence, you know, going in that ring, and it's uh, you know, if you don't have that confidence, that's whenever you know you might make a mistake, you might you know, end up hurting yourself or something or, you know, so you has gotta be, you gotta be confident. You know, I'm always, like I said, I'm always nervous going into a, you know, going into a match now, but I feel like if you're, if you're not nervous, something's wrong. Like something's off. You should be nervous. Like, you know, you're about to go out here and you're about to put on a show. You're about to perform, you know, about to kick some ass. And, you know, who knows? You might get your ass kicked. Yeah. You know, it happens sometimes too. Yeah. You know, like we said, people, you know, people want to call it fake. Well, I got kneed in the head last weekend, and yeah, I felt that for a couple of days. I had a big ass knot right here, and a couple of weeks ago, I don't know what I, I don't know what I did, but I, my whole forearm was bruised right here, like all down my wrist, my forearm. It's a, uh, as they say, it's not ballet. 
Yeah. You uh you're in there and you're putting your body, you know, through some stuff and I'm sore, I'm bruised, you know, usually um usually the day after the show, um I plan to do nothing. I you know wake up, I sleep in, I rest, I relax, you know. Um, put my medical card to use and then, yeah, just kind of chill out all day. Like I said, it's kind of hard for me to take a day off from the gym because the gym's really like where I, you know, find my peace and my balance. Mm -hmm. And so usually I don't, I still end up going to the gym. Um, but that's about all I'll get accomplished that day. Go to the gym, have some food. Um, I have a bad like habit of like drinking pop. And so, like, usually that's, like, my one day where, you know, after a show, I'll, you know, really drink some pop, you know, some cherry Coke or some Sprite or something. But usually during the week, especially lately, I've been a little bit better about, you know, making sure I'm getting my water in. And so I'm actually about to try to change up my diet a little bit. Um, I eat a lot of fast food. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about working out so much is, like, I eat whatever I want. And that's not a, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Like, I had, like... A Baconator and like 10 chicken nuggets and fries and yeah, I, don't know, I think I had like a cherry Fanta or, Fanta or something the other day and yeah I ate a lot of fast food so I'm actually trying to change up my diet a little bit so I can actually like lean out and stay on top of my water and this and that and I have wrestling to thank for that wrestling has been the one thing that you know I'm really buckling down and dedicating and making you know, making myself disciplined because, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a champion now. I want to be a champion in other organizations and, you know, to be that, you know, you got to make sure you can make sure you can go in the ring and, you know, so just trying to make some healthier changes. I guess it's about time for me to do that for myself. So, yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah. And then go to AEW. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that'd be, uh, well, that'd be you, something. Oh, if so. you had the choice. WWE or AEW? Uh, definitely AEW. Um, it's I love AEW. I love you know. Obviously, we grew up on WWE. WWF. But, um, oh, WWF. <laughs> well, like I said, I was a WCW guy. You know, yeah. actually. So yeah, I think that was because the Undertaker scared the hell out of me back then. Oh yeah. Yeah, because like. I remember, like my dad. I'd be wrestling around with my dad or something, and then he'd do like the roll on the eyes in the back of the head. He was really good at that, oh, and I'd be like, ah! like freak me out. But um, yeah, like with wrestling today, I feel like one of the most important things is to be able to have that creative freedom. Yeah, and you know, with WWE, it's pretty much like you know. You gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta do that. Whereas other places, you know, it's a little, a little more free. You can do whatever you want. So that creative control. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly it. So, um, yeah, I've just been a fan of AEW ever since it's you know come around, and man, I would love it. That's the dream. So, my debut. I actually the day of my debut, I actually did a seminar with Fuego del Sol. Really. And that was phenomenal it was amazing and uh man he was uh man he was inspiring um he just told us he gave us so many golden nuggets i have a list of notes i'll show you um but 
just a list of notes and every once in a while I make sure that I just kind of like look over those notes again just you know it's interesting because like I did that seminar and then now we're like four or five six months in you know to my wrestling career and that's what I can look back on and like I know how to apply this better I know how to apply this better you know um you know, merch is a big thing. You want to, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a good guy, if you're a face, you want to make sure you have that merch on you. Yeah. Um, you know, sell some, you know, sell some shirts. You know, uh, I came out with these little stickers. Um, my shift lead now she actually made the stickers for me, and I plan to sell them for like a dollar or two. You know, they're not very expensive to make or whatever. But then I just ended up giving them to a whole bunch of little kids or whatever. <laughs> I, like they'd ask for a picture and they'd uh. You know, ask for a picture, ask for an autograph, and be like, you want a sticker? Here you go. You want a <laughs> nice. sticker? Here you go. And so, um, my, I'd say my my biggest fan is my mom, but my littlest biggest fan, her name is actually Dallas, too. Okay. And so, um, that's, that's a cool thing. She's adorable. And she first saw me, I think, at Tahlequah. I think she saw me at my in in UWE first, and then then she started coming out to to WFC. She was at UW, uh, UWE again, and so like I always make sure that you know I, you know take the time and you know take a picture with her, or, you know you know talk to her a little bit because I look at it where I remember being that kid. I remember being, you know, going to these shows and looking at these people like they were superheroes. Like these are my, these are my heroes growing up. Yeah. And so if I can be that for a kid, then that's exactly what I want to be. Um, it's I don't know, man. It's a dream come true whenever you get to like inspire somebody like that. And I don't, you know, I don't want to say I inspired anybody just yet, but you know having that little twinkle in a little kid's eye, it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's, it makes it worth it. It makes it like, you know, this belt's cool and it looks, you know, it's beautiful, but you know, seeing these little kids light up and cheer and, you know, really want you to, you know, kick this guy's ass. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's motivating. It's, it's the, you know, best feeling you can have, I think as a wrestler is, you know, making a difference in these kids' lives, you know. Who knows what they're going through in their life in school, but if we can give them this little bit of, you know, two hours of, you know, entertainment and, you know, just, you know, fun-filled action, then, you know, it's, it's what we want to do. Yeah, so that escape. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, WWE used to come to town – well, they still do, but mm-hmm. I mean, like triple. That's when Triple H, freaking Mankind, Kane. That's Taker, when, like, like, like that's when like that roster was so stacked. Yeah, and they would come here, and it was at the uh, the convention center, mm-hmm. Tulsa yeah. Convention Center, and like, I didn't know like what a house show was. Yeah, like I didn't know what the hell that was, uh-huh. and I thought it was like Raw or yeah, SmackDown, right? And then when we got there. It was just like there's no stage. There's like, no there's stage. No, yeah. Like yeah, there's just the ring or whatever, and like little curtain. Little curtain. Or whatever. Yeah, and then like their music hits still, and it's like, well, what is this? Like, are we? I thought it was gonna be on TV. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. but me and my boy Frank went, and we went to a couple shows. But goddamn, it was 
like it was fun watching on TV, but like there, like it was just like everybody was like cheering and it was an escape, dude. Yeah. Like, and then you see these people that you see on TV, and I mean, it's just like. It's just so different, dude. Like like you said, like like being a kid, it was like holy shit, like yeah, like seeing the superhero or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like just seeing these real people. life superheroes though. Yeah. You get to like go and see Experience you know, that and, shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's like didn't like when you get older, it doesn't hit the same, I guess. Because you kind of start to realize like what it really is, you know, and then yeah. and then everybody's like, "Oh, still like wrestling," like you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. it's like, "Well, fuck, am I lame?" Or yeah. but you have to like, I like this. Like you don't have to fucking like this. Like, yeah, you watch movies though, right? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, know, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that shit's not real for real. Yeah. Like, like I mean, let me let me I mean, like what I like, you know. But Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> Dexter, <laughs> but like. When we were growing up, dude, like, WCW, like, I remember that was my first show that I watched. And it seemed fucking real. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when the Outsiders came. Yeah. And NWO. A great time in wrestling. Fuck, dude. Yes. It seemed, it looked real. Like, they they came in with bats. And they just started, like, beating up WCW. And that's when they threw Rey Mysterio against the trailer. That's like exactly what I was just yeah. thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> The lawn dart. Yeah. <laughs> they just. The fuck. Yeah, dude. And then that was like, that was such a, cause I didn't know what it was. I was Hulk like. Hogan turned and like, yeah, that was like, oh, man, just such a swerve. Like, that's the cool thing about wrestling too, is like, you don't always get what you want. Like mm-hmm. as a fan, like you sometimes like, yeah, you're, you know, your hero loses sometimes like the bad guy wins. Yeah. So it's, it's a fun like that's why it's like it's always just it's always evolving and like you see how wrestling's kind of changed over the years where it's like not always like these big like humongous guys anymore it's like guys that can just go yeah you know some of the like best ones that i like you know growing well even like um, like before AJ Styles went to WWE, mm-hmm. like I loved watching AJ Styles in Impact. Like that's like oh, TNA yeah, Impact. That. Like that's really why I enjoyed Impact and to see these guys like change and you know adapt to like certain styles or whatever. And then there was a lot of questions like, man, is AJ Styles going to be as successful as he was, you know, in Impact in Japan? Um, you know, in you know, can he do that in WWE? Yeah. And I watch a lot of the uh, the WWE Untolds, and uh, it's like the little documentaries. And um, man, his going into the Royal Rumble, man, he he was like, man, is anyone gonna know who AJ Styles is? And yeah, that place blew up. Dude. I remember that moment when he debuted, came out at number three. And man, everyone was like, "Whose fucking music is this?" For real, yeah. Like, everyone's looking like Roman Reigns in the ring, just like yeah, looking at the screen. <laughs> and then, bam, phenomenal. Yo, just AJ Styles comes out, and that state, like that arena is going crazy. Like people knew who AJ Styles was. Yeah, and that was a big pop. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah, he was really one of the reasons that like I loved. You know, TNA, Impact. Um, but, dude, like, even, like, even Impact, TNA, something like that. Like, 
if I was able to have like a match there, yeah, that would be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Impact, Ring of Honor. That's another cool thing about wrestling. It's not just like WWE. Like we say like WWE, AEW. Yeah. Like, yeah, those are the two like biggest ones, but I mean you gotta look at New Japan Pro Wrestling too. True. Um, but like there's so many options that people don't even know about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing like about certain wrestling fans, they only know about these big companies. Yeah. But do you know like about your local show? Mm-hmm. Like do you know like there's companies all around Oklahoma and Kansas and Texas and Arkansas and Missouri and these are like places where, you know, I'm trying to go and I'm trying to like, you know, meet the right people, network and just, you know, hopefully receive some more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So a personal goal for myself was to like start getting booked every weekend like i have a show this day you know first weekend second weekend third you know fourth week of the month and uh you know i'm i'm getting there yeah. i'm getting there and so this month's a great example like i got the you know driller show tomorrow um i'll be in uwe um next weekend uh september 11th um i got that two night tournament in tahlequah um, so I'll be in Tahlequah back-to-back weekends. And so, and then in the month I go back to Kansas. So, you know, like me being able to, you know, achieve that feat is a small victory in itself for me. Yeah. Just because that was like the goal that I set for myself in like June. Um, you know, that's one of the things that like Fuego in his seminar mentions is like try to get on a show every weekend. And uh, so now like my goal eventually is to do you know, try to find a show Friday night, you know, maybe turn around, you know, Saturday, do another show, you know, some shows run on Sundays too. Mm-hmm. So, um, just kind of, I think it would depend, like, I don't know, I'm still like developing myself and trying to get to that level. But I mean, I don't, I don't know, I guess I'm not too far away in some people's eyes. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, just, I'm starting to kind of reach out to other, other promotions too. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'm excited. I'm trying, like I said, I'm just trying to wrestle at least every weekend. And then eventually it's just going to hopefully develop more and more. And yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, it will, man. It'll all pan out and it's going to be dope, man. It's going to be dope following you now. And like, I see like all the progress, progress you've made and all the posts and all the love too. Like that's fucking dope, man. Like all the love that you receive on your pictures and just everything, man. Like it's fucking, it's a fucking badass, man. Like I'm glad like we got to, you got to come over here and, you know, talk about everything and man, had a great time, dude. It was fucking, it was fucking good. Cool. Cool. Time just flew too. (laughs) Where are we at? Where are we at now? About one hour and 55 minutes. Damn. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> Time just fucking goes, I mean, dude. Yeah. I hope the people aren't bored. I hope they're still listening. Oh fuck! But yeah, dude. Um, I definitely want to check out a show. Um, might not be the eleventh, but after that, you said. Uh, so WFC has the eleventh September. So September eleventh yeah, is so UWE, and that's in Tahlequah. Um, September seventeenth uh, and eighteenth, we'll go back to Tahlequah, but that'll be WFC. Um, it's a two-night tournament. Um, it's the Ryder Herring Memorial Cup. 
Um, and then uh, the 25th, I want to say, I think that's September 25th. That's when I go back to Kansas, and that'll be in Hoisington. Okay. So it's like a four or five hour drive. That drive is not very, that drive is not very fun. Mm. There's like nothing out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Before we cut it, mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. Top five. Top five wrestlers. Ooh, okay. Real quick. Um, so Eddie Guerrero is top on my list. Um, definitely Eddie Guerrero. He's my uh, yeah. He's he's my all time. Um, I might get a lot of hate for this, but you know Goldberg is still like my number two probably. Mm-hmm. Um, just of all time favorites for me personally. Um, some people are not fans of Goldberg though. Like it's. He gets a lot of hate. He but does, <laughs> especially now since they keep bringing him back. Yeah, and I'm like, the, you know, the fan in me. I'm just like, oh, fucking Goldberg. Like, yeah, I still enjoy it's it. Like, yeah. I'm still like, I don't know. I haven't enjoyed the last couple, the last couple times like they brought him back. But I mean, you know, about like three. This was probably like two or three years ago when he like made his like first return, and he like I think that was like when he was having his shit with uh with Brock Lesnar. And um, he won, and then he won, like, the Universal Championship. And I was like, okay, like, I'm kind of into this. And people were like, oh, no, that sucks. They were like, no, he's too old. And I'm like, I'm I'm a fan, man. No, Goldberg's where it's at. Um, so let's see. Let's see. That's two. Um, probably Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. So I didn't watch a lot of Shawn Michaels back in the day, mm-hmm. but... Man, I remember his return in 2002, and that guy could be the greatest of all time, just like in ring. Like, his body of work is just phenomenal, and he's just one of the greatest to ever do it. Like, um, another one, I'd say Chris Jericho, just because Jericho really has reinvented himself so many times True. and made and kept himself relevant. Mm-hmm. And he's really similar to Shawn Michaels. Like one of my favorite matches is Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 19. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, a classic. I think it opened the show and it was just, it was phenomenal. And then you thought you were going to have this like little great, you know, moment at the end, you know, they shook hands, they hugged and then Jericho just <laughs> kicked him in the dick. <laughs> Yeah. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> no. And so I just had this great moment. Like, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. And then, like, he fell to his knees, and he was right in his face, and he just pushed him down. He just walked off. Yeah. I was like, that's great. Oh, that's great. Uh, let's see. Number five. Uh, I know I'm, like, forgetting just somebody. But I want to mention like one new guy, one new guy that I really enjoy, and like one, you know, he's super just over right now. Uh, Finn Balor. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with Finn Balor, Finn but Balor. yeah, I I love Finn Balor. He's just great. The demon. So, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, when he puts that demon on and like, like yeah, that's kind of like I feel like I guess I can. One of the reasons I'm such a fan of him is just because like I can kind of relate to him, like mm-hmm. you know. You know, I'm Dallas, but whenever, um, you know, I throw that paint on, you know, that's when Coco comes out, and that's, you know, that's a just a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't really feel like it's a it's a gimmick. It's just, 
you know, more of an alter ego of me. Like, it's just, it's just who I am, but just, you know, in wrestling. Yeah. So, but yeah, tons of, you know, I could, I could go on for my favorites for forever. So, yeah, we'll have to when you come back. Oh, yeah, dude. Bro, definitely. Let's get Riker on here. In for Boston. real. So, yeah. all three of us. So, Trey? Yeah, Trey. <laughs> yeah, bro. You're welcome back anytime. And yeah, man, we'll try to set up something with Riker and, uh other people too like yeah, cool. I'm, like we're all connecting dude. yeah uh-huh. it's it's fucking dope how we're all like connected now but yeah man we'll try to set something up and you're welcome back anytime dude like if you have you know something you want to promote or anything yeah. come on and we'll talk like talk about it and just get the word out and yeah follow get it going page, just the yeah. Coco page um, and yeah yeah tell tell everybody how to follow you it's uh so i uh, have my own athlete page it's just coco k-o-k-o um if you find my page, you'll find you'll find the Coco page because I just share I share every single thing that I put out on that page. So, um, social media, uh, Instagram, it's the Coco ninety three. Can we follow on that? Um, that one's not strictly wrestling. That's my everyday life too. So you might see some work stuff on that. You might see some probably see some animals. My dinglehead dog Darby. <laughs> so he's. The happiest dog ever, but he's man. He's Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Okay. That's where it came from. Yes. Yep. Uh huh. So, um, yeah, Darby. He's. I love that dog. So, I love the other ones too, but that one's just a happy, such a happy dog. He's just always just like, <laughs> just so in your face, so loving. I get home and he's just like, "Hey, you're yeah. back." Yeah. I'm like, I am. Yeah. I always come back. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the only one that actually like lets me wrestle with him too. Oh yeah, like I'll put him in a I'll put him in a full Nelson, <laughs> and um, he's just dude, his tail's just wagging. He's loving life. He'll like I'll super kick him, and he's just he's loving it. I'll throw him, like I'll just <laughs> knee him sometimes, and then like now he's getting big enough where he like actually like tries to fight back or little or something. But it was so funny because. A couple weeks back, he was on. Uh, he was like sitting on the couch, and one of the other dogs took his like bone mm-hmm. or whatever, and he legit just like dive bombed on them. And I was just like, "Holy shit, that was cool!" <laughs> and yeah, it was it was the funniest thing. Me and my roommate just cracked up. So. <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, I have to meet Darby sometime. Yeah, dude, I'll yeah. bring him over. Hell yeah. You know. Wrestle Natty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Natalia. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Everybody, go follow him. Keep track of him. Sweet. So, everybody, if you can, make the shows. <clears throat> um, he's, he's busy all this month, so let's try to get everybody there to support him. Yeah, man. Support indie wrestling. Not hell, just hell me, yeah. just indie wrestling in general. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, it's not just WWE and AEW, man. Go find a, yeah, just go find a local show. Yeah, we got it. We got it everywhere now. Yeah. yeah. And get out, get out and about. You know, we've all been locked up, so yeah. <laughs> get out and about and man, go to these shows. If you want to try it, if, you know, if you ever want to, you know, step in the ring, yeah, let me know and. Get you in there too. Oh god, my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll be announcer though. But uh, okay, okay. (laughs) Maybe you can manage. uh, You can manage. I can can be your manager. Yeah. You know, Bronson. We can all get in there. I'll be Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The bloodline. 
the bloodline. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I got some. Uh, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Spill too much, but I got some uh, pretty good native uh, stables that I'd like to run. So I just need some more natives, man. People out there, if you know, if you want to get in the ring, you know, hit them up. WFC. You know, there's a lot of a uh, lot of opportunity out there. You know, not just WFC. There's a uh, another company called uh, called WA Wrestling Against Hunger. Okay. Um, they do free training Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh um, shit! Out in I think it's Turley. Okay. So, yeah. You heard that, everybody. Natives and natives like we need more natives out there. But if if you're just interested in wrestling, hit up Dallas or Wall. Wall. Yeah. WFC. Yeah. Free 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 uh, training. Like, yeah. dude, that's a dope. Like, if you're in Kansas, AWR, bro. AWR, bro. Wichita, Hoisington. Damn. Yeah, it's worth it. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. Everybody go follow him, keep up with him, uh, go to his shows, support indie wrestling. Um, if you're not already, please follow Okie Podcast on f- Facebook, Facebook page. My personal is Russell Sun Eagle. You can add me, I'll add you back. Um, Okie Podcast, one word on Instagram. My personal is Rustamus49. Um, yeah, so... Thanks again, bro, for coming yeah, on. Thanks uh, for having me, man. It's yeah. awesome. My first podcast, so. His first one. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> I'll be back. Don't worry. He'll be back. Yeah, we're going to get it again. And um, so, yeah, uh, I guess until next time, everybody. Peace. <laughs>